Welcome to SEC Unfiltered, home of the best SEC content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews as well. Guys, so many fans and listeners of SEC Unfiltered have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Well, so again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from SEC Unfiltered sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In the best conference in all of college football, guys. We're going to run through this thing from 14 to number one. So we start at the very bottom. Number 14, Auburn's Peyton Thorne is at the bottom of 
the list. Guys, you look at his numbers, 1,755 yards passing on this season, 16 passing touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. The Auburn offense, guys, the Auburn passing offense was just never able to really get going. You know, for whatever reason, under Hugh Freeze, who... You know, as a guy that is an offensive guru, if you will, he's fielded fantastic offenses during his coaching tenure. And it felt like the bigger the stage got and the better the defense got, the less you could trust Peyton Thorne. And this isn't just me saying this, guys. This is Auburn people. Our good friend Jake Crane, who's an Auburn guy who comes on this show, he mentioned that many times, right? You simply put, could not trust Peyton Thorne. And so I just wonder, is Auburn going to get it going the portal? Are they going to go get a quarterback? I think it'd be a mistake not to. But in that battle with Peyton Thorne, Robbie Ashford, whoever else was in the room, it was Peyton Thorne that emerged. Of course, the transfer from, I believe, Michigan State. But I don't know that Auburn really got what they were expecting. In less than 2,000 passing yards, and the offense was just never able to get going. The passing offense being one of the worst in the SEC, Peyton Thorne at number 14. For me, at number 13, Vanderbilt's Ken Seals, which, guys, Ken Seals took over late in the season, or about midseason, I should say, for A.J. Swan. This was one of Vanderbilt's many issues this past season was the quarterback position. I think A.J. Swan actually, guys, got thrown under the bus from the sense of, you know, the team is so bad, you got to change something up. Let's just change the quarterback and see if something happens. Ken Seals was not bad, though. Ken Seals was actually pretty good in his limited time. 1,183 yards. Again, guys, you got to think about how many attempts he had. 179 to Peyton Thorns, for example, 265. So a significant number of less attempts. And in those attempts, over 1,000 yards passing, 11 touchdowns to four interceptions. So Ken Seals was actually pretty effective in his time in Nashville. Now we know, guys, of course, he's in the transfer portal, not going to return to Vandy, but I thought Ken Seals did a pretty good job, guys, especially when you factor in what Vandy had this past season. There was no run game. There really was no offensive line to protect. I thought Ken Seals, for you know all, all you take into account, was not that bad in Nashville, but he is number 13 on our rankings. At number 12, guys, I've got Mississippi State's Will Rogers. And it's I don't know if there's a guy that fell more then Will Rogers did this past season. It's not all on him, though, guys. I mean, you look at that Kevin Barbe scheme, that Kevin Barbe system, and, of course, he's no longer there. Zach Arnett's no longer there. And, you know, it's unfortunate, guys, for Will Rogers. And now, of course, Will Rogers has committed to Washington. He's going to go play for the Huskies. Of course, Will Rogers also down the stretch, missing a couple games due to injury. But these numbers, I mean, if I would have told you these numbers, guys, in the preseason, you'd have called me crazy. 1,626 passing yards for Will Rogers. 12 touchdowns to just four interceptions. What's even crazier to think is this. Of those 1,626 yards, almost 500 came in one game. That was the game earlier in the season at Williams-Brice Stadium against South Carolina. So, you know, there were flashes. There were glimpses, including that game in Columbia, where you were like, that's the Will Rogers we all know and love. But a guy that just... Unfortunately, I think, guys, because of the changes in scheme and system, we never truly saw the best of him. And, of course, the injuries down the stretch did not help. So, again, at number 12, Will Rogers. At number 11, Texas A&M's Max Johnson, who took over, guys, was put into a tough situation with Connor Wegman, of course, going out really early in the season. 
1,452 passing yards for Max Johnson, nine touchdowns, five interceptions, you know, and, and again, was part of a dysfunctional Jimbo Fisher offense that led to his firing after their win against Mississippi State late in the season. I thought Max Johnson was okay. Nothing special, nothing great, like a lot of these guys down here at the bottom of the list. Uh, you know, certainly the the quarterback competition in College Station going to look a lot different next year, right? Because Max Johnson has committed and signed with the North Carolina Tar Heels and Mac Brown, but you know, Max Johnson, guys, it was it was it was a mixed bag, but it wasn't a whole lot of inspiring effort from the Aggie signal caller in 2023. At number ten, I've got Kentucky's Devin Leary. I, I would say, guys, one of the most disappointing signal callers in the SEC when you factor in preseason expectations and what we thought he could be with that group of wide receivers and the running back room and just never really lived up to the hype. Now, the final numbers don't look that bad. Devin Leary threw for 2,746 yards, 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, right? And he closed out the season in style, that big game against Clemson in the bowl game where the Kentucky offense really popped off. Really the last two weeks, that was the best they looked all year, right? The the big game against Louisville and then the bowl game could not do anything in the final SEC game of the season in Columbia against South Carolina. Uh, but for Devin Leary, guys, for most of the season, it was it was – it was okay. It was oh hum, but it just never lived up to the expectations that Cat fans had and many fans in the SEC had for Devin Leary. So we saw those flashes late in the year, especially against Louisville and in the bowl game, but just did not live up to the hype and the expectations we had set out. So at number 10, Devin Leary. At number nine, this was another guy that had, again, I had him ranked number one, believe it or not, in my preseason rankings. Now, his team not being very good, his offensive coordinator not being very good, that played a major role. But it's safe to say that K.J. Jefferson, who's ranked at number nine on this list, I mean, just all preseason hopes and expectations for K.J., none of them were met. 2,107 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Of course, guys, we all know the running ability, and we saw him with that running ability, utilize that. Who can forget the stiff arm on the play against Alabama where he just throws the defender off him. So there were flashes, certainly, where you saw the talent. You saw reasons why uh, we we thought he was one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, if not the best, entering the season. But, you know, I, I think the Danny Nose offense just really wrecked him. And I think K.J. Jefferson also, guys, maybe did not take the steps forward that we thought he would, and we did not see the progression from K.J. that we expected to see. So, uh, again, Preseason number one for me, postseason number nine on this list. At number eight, I've got Tennessee signal caller Joe Milton, who threw for 2,813 yards, 20 touchdowns, only five interceptions. So, guys, you look at those numbers. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's not like Joe Milton was terrible, but he just wasn't special, right? He just wasn't special. And I think that's what Tennessee fans were expecting. He was an okay quarterback. He was Joe Milton. He was exactly what you expected him to be if you came into the season with realistic expectations. I was never someone that felt like Joe Milton was going to fill the shoes of Hendon Hooker or replace Hendon Hooker or, God forbid, be better than what Hendon Hooker was. And I think you saw that at different times. Again, it always felt like with Joe Milton, it never was about the throws he was making. It was the throws that he wasn't making. He was the plays that he wasn't making, right? And you, and you saw that throughout this season. And, uh, you know, I think it led to Tennessee's 8-4 and four record throughout the regular season. And certainly they're really excited for what the Nico era is going to bring and what type of player he can be. But Joe Milton, I think eight is fitting. Just sort of a middle-of-the-pack type of quarterback. And that's why he falls at number eight on our list. At number seven, we go to Columbia. I've got Gamecocks quarterback Spencer Rattler, who threw for 3,186 yards, 19 touchdowns, eight interceptions. There may not be a player on this list who was more important to his team than Spencer Rattler was this past season. My biggest knock on Rattler is this, guys. You look down the stretch, right? You look down the stretch. When the going got tough and the competition stiffened up at home, because I think the stat I read was 17 of Spencer Rattler's 19 passing touchdowns were at Williams-Brice Stadium. 17 or 19. That's crazy when you think about it. But when the going got tough late in the season, right, you're able to beat Kentucky, but it's a woeful offensive performance. And then the Clemson game, you literally are held off of the scoreboard when it comes to passing touchdowns, and you're just simply not able to muster anything anything when it comes offensively. You did have the one trick play touchdown. Luke Doty scored for South Carolina late in that game, but no passing touchdowns for Spencer Rattler. You know, the numbers were less than inspiring, and you got beat by a Clemson team that did not even score an offensive touchdown in their own right. Also, guys, it was a tale of two dudes when you talk about home and road splits. I mean, Spencer Rattler on the road, it was like a different player. And again, a lot of his struggles and a lot of his woes were due to the team around him. But when you look at the numbers and you boil it down to it, 19 TDs, eight interceptions. Believe it or not, guys, Spencer Rattler's 2023 season statistically was very similar to 2022. It wasn't all that different, right? So this is not a how valuable were you to your team rankings because if that's what it was, I would say he'd probably be number one or number two on this list. What this is, is just a postseason grade of all of the quarterbacks and what they did this year 
I put Spencer Rattler at number seven. The bottom line is this, guys. He led a five and seven South Carolina football team. Was all of it his fault? No, but I think it would be a mistake to not put some of the blame on QB1 in Columbia, just like all these other guys catch accountability as well. At number six, we go to Gainesville, and I got Florida quarterback Graham Mertz. Guys, one of the biggest reasons, I know there'll be pushback from Gamecock fans. Listen to these numbers. 2,903 yards for Graham Mertz. 20 touchdowns, three interceptions, and oh, by the way, he beat Spencer Rattler on his home field this past season. You know, I think Graham Mertz, he's a guy that's very, very easy to disrespect. He's a guy that I had ranked dead last in my preseason quarterback rankings that came out over the summer. But guys, those numbers right there, 20 touchdowns to three picks. I, I mean, I don't think there was a better quarterback in the league when it comes to touchdown to interception ratio, or at least he was one of the best in the SEC. Overachieved all preseason expectations. Again, with a team, a supporting cast, that wasn't great. It was okay. He had two very good running backs, but it wasn't great by any means. I thought Graham Mertz was really impressive for Florida. Again, he overachieved vastly. Of course, the Gators did not make a bowl game. Fell from 5-2 and two to 5-7, and seven, losing five in a row. But Graham Mertz did all he could for that football team. And again, those numbers are wildly impressive, especially compared to what I thought he would be this season. So at number six, I've got Graham Mertz. At number five, we got a Como. I've got Brady Cook, and you can't say enough good things, guys, about what Brady Cook did. 3,317 yards, 21 touchdowns, six interceptions. The numbers aren't necessarily gaudy, if you will. I think you also have to factor in what Brady Cook did with his legs this season, keeping plays alive. But I put Brady Cook in my top five because – you know, did he have a really good football team around him? Yes, he did. Did he have good receivers? Yes. Did he have Cody Schrader toting the rock? Yes, he did. The offensive line was fantastic. The defense was stingy. But you got to have that trigger, man. Missouri does not win 11 games this year. Missouri does not have the type of season they had without Brady Cook. Let's give Brady Cook his roses. Let's give credit to Brady Cook. Let's not say, well, he's a game manager. He's just, no. He is the guy orchestrating everything. And when you look at two guys, this was a dude that was doubted. People saying that, man, I, I don't even think he should be QB1 from Missouri. He's not good enough to be QB1. And then he has this type of season, orchestrating that thing, leading that thing. You got to give Brady Cook credit, man. Number five, easily top five quarterback for me in the SEC. What he did this year for MIZ will live on in infamy. At number four, guys, to Tuscaloosa we go. I got Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow. Final numbers for Jalen, 2,834 yards, 23 touchdowns, six interceptions. Of course, guys, his best work, though, came on the ground, running the football, and became such a valuable asset and such a dynamic player, beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Guys, I don't think that game against Michigan takes anything away. You got to give a lot of credit to Michigan's defense and, and what they were able to do to slow him down. But when Alabama and when Tommy Reese catered the game plan to his skill set, you saw the best of Jalen Milrow. You really did. Now, he's got to take some steps forward. He's got to take some steps forward when it comes to throwing the football and, and, and reading defenses and, and just being a better overall player. But the way that Jalen Milrow was able to overcome adversity, gets benched in that USF game, stays positive, stays optimistic, then gets put back in the lineup, and Bama's off and running from that point. I think, again, you got to give that kid a lot of credit. And I think the dynamic nature 
of Jalen Milrow. That's what made him so dangerous this year, and he comes in at number four on our list. At number three, I got old Miss signal caller Jackson Dart. 3,364 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, five interceptions. What he did with his legs also, guys. This kid was a freaking warrior all year long. Leads Ole Miss in their first 11-win season in program history. And a guy in Jackson Dart that Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, they brought guys in to be his replacement last year. Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. Walker Howard from LSU. Like, they brought in dudes to fight for that job with him and beat him out. And Jackson Dart rose to the occasion, had his best season down there in Oxford. And again, you lead your program to unprecedented heights like he did. I mean, it's it, it goes without saying the type of year Jackson Dart had. Again, that is for that reason he falls number three on our list. And number two, guys, I got Georgia quarterback Carson Beck, I think one of the most underrated players this year in college football, 3,941 passing yards, 24 passing touchdowns, six interceptions. Yes, he had a great team around him. But all Carson Beck and the Georgia offense did was damn near set records when it comes to the passing offense. They were one of the best offenses in all of college football. And again, you got to have that trigger, man. Everybody was wondering, how do you replace Stetson Bennett? Can you replace Stetson Bennett with someone? We knew Carson Beck had more talent. The question was, was he going to be able to fill in that role, be that leader that Georgia needed, fill in the shoes, if you will, of a Stetson Bennett, who's one of the best quarterbacks in SEC history, I think, for what he did on the field in Athens. Carson Beck's 2023 season gets slept on way too hard. I mean, 72% completion percentage, guys. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, just under 4,000 yards. So Carson Beck, what he did for Georgia, guiding a 13-1 and dogs team, and a dogs team that I think we could argue – we would have at minimum just loved to have seen got a shot in the college football playoff. And, of course, he will return in 2024. And, guys, at number one on my postseason SEC quarterback rankings, how about the Heisman Trophy winner himself, Jaden Daniels, who threw for 3,812 yards, 40 passing touchdowns, and four interceptions. And, guys, when you look at the rushing numbers as well, he led the LSU Tigers in rushing. He was third in the SEC overall in rushing. 1,134 yards. Guys, Jaden Daniels, when you look at the numbers, he averaged a first down every time he touched the football. He averaged over 10 yards per carry, 10 yards per touch, whether it be throwing, it be rushing. He averaged over 10 yards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Per existence on a football field. He was a walking first down, literally and figuratively. And when you talk about players that meant so much to their football team, you could argue, guys, nobody meant more than Jaden Daniels, right? We talked about Spencer Rattler and what he meant. But, guys, 
when you look at Jaden Daniels and that LSU team and what that LSU team would have been without Jaden Daniels, and then you look at the numbers, there's a reason the guy won the Heisman. He's easily number one on this list. He meant more to LSU. I mean, what is LSU football this year without Jaden Daniels? I know Garrett Nussmeyer looked good in the bowl game. I totally get that. That's great. But guys, there's no way that football team wins nine games in the regular season if they don't have five under center. So, Jaden Daniels, number one, the Heisman Trophy winner and number one on my list of postseason SEC quarterbacks. 